0: Welcome to the Evangelizing Catholic Culture Podcast Show with your host, Father David Tickerhoof, T O R. Father David is a retired priest currently ministering in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, at Our Lady, Queen of Peace, House of Evangelization. You can find the show notes for each episode on the podcast website, Evangelizing Catholic Culture the teachings in this podcast are the thoughts and prayers of Father Tickerhoof and are based upon his good standing in the Catholic Church. And now, here's your host, Father David. This is podcast number three, and you can find the show notes at evangelizingcatholicculturepodcast.com.
1: Good day to everyone. And we're going to talk about uh living in the grace of the present moment, the second uh the one on living in the grace of the present moment. And basically, we're going to speak about doing uh spiritual warfare. And that that has to happen in the grace of the present moment. So, good day to all of you who are listening. And uh Brothers and sisters, in the Catholic Church, as we begin this week, uh, time of Lent, this is Ash Wednesday, and the Lenten season we prepare through prayer and conversion, loving others as we prepare for the great feast of Easter. So in attempting to, uh, for us, uh, to understand the elements of keeping centered on living in the grace of the present moment. And uh, uh, pointing out that when we excessively and unhealthy, in an unhealthy way, live in the past or the future, we cheat ourselves out of living in the wonderful experience of God's blessing, of the grace of the present moment in our lives. And so this talk, I'm going to speak about some specific things that are important in regard to living in the God's given grace of the present moment. In Mark's Gospel, Jesus speaks about the new wine and the new wineskins. He points out that the wine will break old skins and and all will be ruined, that you have to put new wine in new wineskins because of the fermentation process. What this means for us is we not only receive the new wine, of the Holy Spirit, but also our personality and our character, our human personhood has to go through changes as well. We are one whole person who becomes holy when we come into personal contact with the Lord Jesus. That is why living in the grace of the present moment is so important. So then what happens to us is we grow both spiritually and we develop human maturity together as a person. Holiness is wholeness. Holiness is wholeness. In living in the grace of the present moment, I'd just like to point out three considerations. The first is that we need to build and grow in a deep personal relationship with the Lord. Uh, This is where we do that in the grace of the present moment. Secondly, we need to develop practical wisdom of developing a daily or frequent personal prayer time. And, uh, and then we need to, along with that, in our own way, according to our need, design a little action plan, a spiritual growth plan, to keep us focused, and to maximize our spiritual growth and our human growth and maturity as well. It's a flexible spiritual growth plan. And finally then, uh, we, we actually take on the challenge of pra- practicing spiritual warfare. And, uh, I'm going to discuss that, that point, uh, today with you. Quoting from 1 John chapter two sixteen I write to you, young men, because you are strong, and the Word of God remains in you, and you have conquered the evil one. Do not love the world or the things of the world, for if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, sensual lust, enticement of the eyes, and a pretentious life, is not from the Father, but from the world. The use of the word, the term "world" here isn't uh, isn't the world, the beautiful world that God has created that we live in. The world here is the negative sense. Is is uh, is uh, the world here is the struggle that we constantly have, doing spiritual warfare against the power of sin that's under the influence and direction of the evil one. All the church fathers talked about this in their writings in various ways. In the New Testament, St. Paul in Ephesians chapter 6 speaks about the basic principle for doing spiritual warfare against the world, the flesh, and the devil. And he says this, quote, Finally, draw your strength from the Lord and from his mighty power. Put on the armor of God so that you may be able to stand firm against the tactics of the devil. For our struggle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities, with the powers, with the world rulers of the present darkness, with evil spirits in the heavens. Therefore, he says, put on the armor of God, that you may be able to resist on the evil day, and having done everything to hold your ground. So stand fast in faith, With your loins girded in truth, clothed with righteousness as a breastplate, and your feet shod in readiness for the gospel of peace, the gospel of shalom, the gospel of new life. In all circumstances, hold faith as a shield to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword. Of the spirit, which is the Word of God, now, uh, a Roman soldier in the time of Paul, fully armed with his shield, his breastplate, and his helmet, would have been a familiar image in the ancient world, and the Ephesians are to prepare themselves to live the Christian lives, as the Roman soldiers prepared themselves for combat, but instead of armor and weapons. They are to use what God gives, the gifts that God gives for our protection. Truth, living the truth of the gospel, righteousness, holiness of life, faith, the power of belief in Jesus and in his spirit, and salvation, the freedom of the gospel. Our struggle is not with flesh and blood because Christians of every age have experienced persecutions at the hands of other people, and we're we're experiencing that today. So that's not where the struggle is. But Paul insists that the enemies to fear are the forces of evil in the universe, forces which assail the Christian like an army of invaders. And we find this stated in the commentary on Ephesians in the New American Bible. The church today is just getting around to looking seriously at the presence, operation, and benefits of the spiritual gifts of the Spirit. These charisms are graces of the Holy Spirit, which directly are used for the building up of the body of Christ and also aid in our personal growth in holiness. They are are to be accepted as the New Catechism of the Catholic Church, number 799. These gifts and charisms are to be accepted with gratitude by the person who receives them and all the members of the church. The spiritual gifts of wisdom, understanding, discernment, and the discernment of spirits are essential to determine what spirit is influencing us at the present moment of a given time. In scripture we read, we belong to God and the whole world is under the power of the evil one. We also know that the Son of God has come and given us discernment to know the one who is true, And and this is in Corinthians, and we are in the one who is true, in his son, Jesus Christ. this This quote that I just made is in 1 John chapter 5, verses 19 to 20. We also have a whole list of the charismatic gifts in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12, 1 to 14, and other places as well. But in the Ephesians, the first chapter, Paul prays this beautiful prayer for believers that we may have wisdom and revelation, gifts from the Holy Spirit, to understand more fully the hope of our own call and the greatness and glory of God. These wonderful gifts of the Spirit given freely to us when we ask and open our hearts to receive them, and to generously practice them in our personal lives. Each baptized Christian needs to be very proactive in engaging in our spiritual growth and maturity. The new wine of the Spirit is poured into new wineskins, wineskins, the attitudes, the behaviors, and the maturity of our whole human person. As we travel on our personal journey of life, our fundamental choices and decisions primarily take place in the midst of the grace of the present moment. In order to support our growth in Christian holiness, it is essential to develop a daily or frequent personal prayer time. This is the dynamic context where we learn how to read the movements of grace of the Lord in our heart, the inspirations and works of the Spirit. And in our relationship with the Lord and the Holy Spirit, we become aware of the temptations of the evil one, which comes to our mind and feelings, which seem like they're coming from me sometimes, and sometimes even God. For the evil one at times tries to confuse us, to discourage us, to lead us into depression, and works, and works, he, the evil one works against our personal weaknesses and emotional and mental vulnerabilities where we struggle. He tries to lead us into sin and other modes of darkness. Again, Pope John Paul II reminds us that the spiritual combat is a secret and interior struggle in which Christians engage daily by temptations and opposition from the spirit of the world, those attachments of the world. The spirit of the world grounded in our excessive involvements in the distractions of the world in an inordinate way that keep us from growing in a deep personal love and relationship with the Lord and with our brothers and sisters. And Pope John Paul reminds us also that that the the spirit of Satan works against our personal weaknesses. So we're aware of this, and so we can do spiritual worship. The fathers have encouraged us. We have the teaching from the church to show us how to handle these things so that in the process of transformation of making a change to the new life in Christ of loving Jesus and loving uh, loving Jesus and loving God in Jesus and understanding gradually and gently the deep works of the spirit we move forward in the process of Christian holiness so in this last part here I would like to present a few simple tips in using good discernment and exercising the spiritual gift of the discernment of spirits. Okay, when you feel like something is going on psychologically where negative or compulsive dark thoughts are affecting you or or you feel a deep kind of weariness and discouragement or you feel like giving up or... You feel like people don't really love you or know you and accept you those kinds of struggles that from time to time we we experience as human beings because we are not totally transformed completely into the new resurrection life so then, then what we do is when this thing these things happen, we realize it can become from our human weaknesses. We realize it could be coming from personal sin in our life, but we also realize that it could be coming from the dark spirits of the world working against us. So what we do in faith is we, in a very simple way, we turn to prayer and discernment. And 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 we turn to prayer and discernment as our first response. As our first response. And we trust that God's spirit will give us the light and the wisdom to find out. And... And when we sense that this, this, uh, this negative experience is taking place in our spiritual realm, where we are sort of out of sorts, we turn to prayer. And we ask the Lord to give us insight and to give us a picture as to what is going on. And then we wait patiently for positive inspirations and light from the Holy Spirit. At this point, it may be good to try and recall something positive which comes to you because of your personal intimacy with the Lord. Something based on freedom, on liberating truth, and not just in our personal feelings. You know, it's, it's well known that evil spirits just hate to be confronted with the truth of the gospel and the truth of Jesus as Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Also, at this time, we can offer some praise prayers because that sort of sets in a process of freedom when we turn to the Lord and thank him because we know he's there and we can experience the movement of grace in our soul and in our mind and in our emotions. In conclusion, brothers and sisters, we approach this in a relaxed, and in a firm way, trusting that we're centered in the Lord Jesus. A Christian has a spirit-given gift or ability to distinguish between what is coming from our human nature that needs transformed, or from the evil one, or most importantly, from God. Do not be afraid to use the anointing that in John's letters, it talks about you have been anointed. John tells us you have been anointed in the Spirit of the truth. You don't need anyone to teach you. Now, he, he's not talking about we never that well, we just know everything on ourselves. No, he's talking about the, the gifts of the Spirit, the gift of grace, the, the the fruits of of Jesus's redemption and his resurrection and the, and the work of the Spirit. That we've been given this anointing of truth and that God has given each one of that and so we call on that authority and God acts he acts on our behalf he loves us he wants to be with us he walks the, the he walks the journey of life with us and when we see that this this possible attitude of anger or resentment or fear or loneliness is constantly plaguing us we 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 use spiritual warfare as a practice a practical practice and we say just quietly and directly in the name of Jesus by his most precious blood i command you spirit of discouragement to leave me and or you could say uh, in the name of Jesus and by the authority i i feel this resentment coming from somewhere and this is not me this is not coming from me it's not coming from God. So you, we take authority in the, in the name of Jesus. We say, I command this attitude of fear, or this attitude of discouragement, or this attitude of resentment, be gone in the name of Jesus. Now, brothers and sisters, do not be surprised if these things clear up and peace returns. And then, in conclusion, don't forget to be thankful for the peace and freedom you receive. This pleases the Lord. And the Lord said, those who are generous with the Lord receive more. And those who are not generous, eventually what they have been given is taken away. But those who are generous and cooperate in love with the Lord, those individuals receive more and more of the precious gift of grace The love of God poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Now today, in conclusion, this is uh, Lent today. We begin this is Ash Wednesday, and I'd like to just conclude with the prayer, the prayer that was offered this morning in the Eucharistic liturgy for us. Okay, here we go. Grant, O oh Lord, that we may begin with holy fasting this campaign of Christian service, so that as we take up battle against spiritual evils, we may be armed with the weapons of self restraint through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. May God bless you.
0: The opinions on this broadcast are those of Father Tickerhoof. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast, and please share this podcast with a friend. And to contact Father David, email him at jt at gmail.com. And be sure to leave Father a star rating on any podcast app. You can find more information about Father David on Evangelizing Catholic Culture